What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 163. This week featuring my guest Jackson Vincent from Philadelphia. He is an art student with a brand new album out called Normal Tension. I featured a couple songs of his. One is called Happiest and the other is called Roving Soul. But uh, yeah, we had a real fun, well-rounded conversation about film, photography, music, and Jackson's general philosophies on songwriting. Uh, we also talked about his uh, style of music in particular because he uses auto-tune in a pretty unique way to craft his sound. And uh, in my mind, sound is pretty akin to uh, Elliot Smith. Uh, you might be familiar with his work from the Goodwill Hunting soundtrack, which happens to be my favorite movie. But uh, anyway, um, Jackson self-describes his music with the tagline, Music for Ghosts. So uh, if you like his stuff, you can definitely find it on Spotify and iTunes or at the links below in the episode notes. Uh, regardless, um, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting local music and art. Hopefully you yourself are doing okay. But uh, yeah, in personal news and notes, like I say, it was a pretty amazing weekend. Uh, Friday night, we were able to make it up with the band uh, to play at the Grape Room in North Philly. Uh, Manny Young, I believe is how you say it. And uh, Jackson was even able to come out and hang out and jump on the camera for a bit. But uh, it was a pretty amazing night as far as uh, original music goes. It was an awesome lineup. Bees was there. And uh, Scoopski came out, another former guest of the show. And um, my band, the Hollow Truths, was uh, playing. And uh, I gotta say, it was probably the best night uh, we've had playing original music in the last five years, or at least very close, very close for sure. But uh, definitely hoping to be back, and uh, definitely want to thank all the bands who were part of that who came out, and Kevin for booking the show, and and Great Room for uh, hosting it, of course. Uh, Without too much further ado here, I just gotta say that the sponsor of the show is Truly Strings Guitar Shop. In DMV, if you need your guitars worked on, Stephen is the guy for it. If you're in town, he'll hook it up. And then uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is up and running. If you need any music videos or live content or any of that stuff. But yeah, uh, we will now get to the conversation with Jackson. And the song you're about to hear is called Happiest. Check it out. Later. Inside my head and tossed Over the fence and dream And of a time when you Were right beside me I Was the happiest I ever been Haven't felt the same way since if you took it all away Would I still be living here today? Break 
Hey, what's going on, dude? Hey, how are you? Pretty good. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Can't uh, can't control the fire alarms. It's the it's the second week in a row that it's happened at exactly the same time, and so we're all like pretty fed up with it now. Yeah. Are you at work or are you, like in like uh? Uh, school. School. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what school? Just out of curiosity. Uh, U Arts. Yeah, right. here in Philly. Nice. Cool. Well, yeah, I was uh, checking out your stuff here a little bit today. So. Cool. Thank you. Um, how's today going? Otherwise, pretty uh, pretty typical uh, Thursday yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, not bad. Just a, just another Thursday. How about you? Pretty much just uh, video editing here and uh, working on some new music and whatnot. Nice. Nice. So, not a bad day. Uh, actually, I mean, I can't complain a little. I was supposed to have a show later tonight that got canceled, but uh, uh, such is uh, such is life. Only <laughs> only two this weekend. It's a bummer. Nice, nice. <laughs> nah, <I don't> <laughs> it's two more than me this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, that's cool. Um, pretty sure, I guess I forgot how you found me or how I found you. Um, you're not playing November 4th at the Grape Room, are you? I'm not, no. Okay. Um, yeah, I uh, uh, I just played a show with Scoopski uh, a week ago now. Okay. And um, he actually sent me uh, your profile and said that you were looking for artists and everything. And so I, uh, I gave you a follow, and right before I even hit you up, you had messaged me and said, oh, like, here's the email. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> perfect, yeah. No, it's cool. I try to get the, uh, the email out there as efficiently as I can. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Just yeah, something... thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Just something I do to help us, uh, you know, small bands out. Nice. Um, are you a solo artist or do you have a band yeah yeah i'm a solo artist um i write everything by myself uh the first record i recorded everything myself uh this new record normal tension uh me and my producer makai jackson are the only two people on it um but just recently i formed a little band a little three-piece with people here at my school so we're we're getting ready to that we're getting ready to kick that out but uh yeah, so far it's just been me, and all the shows have been solo. So it's been it's been pretty fun. Right on. Well, uh, your sound is uh, intriguing. I was going to ask you, you how you classify it, and I know people don't normally like that question, but <laughs> it's like if I had to take a stab at it, it's like sort of auto tune coffee house rock, kind of. <laughs> like, yeah, I I can dig it. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure, but it, it does stand out a little bit. It's got like a little like cigarettes after sex vibe in a different way. Or um, my favorite movie of all time is like Goodwill Hunting. And uh, I feel like that soundtrack is uh, has a similar sort of feel to uh, your stuff. Yeah, so. I, get, I get that one a lot. Um, Goodwill Hunting. I also love that film. But uh, yeah, a lot of that music is Elliot Smith and... Uh, I mean, I've always loved Elliot Smith, but especially recently, 
I got a lot of comparisons to him, uh, like the softer voice and everything. And, right. uh, you know, I can't complain about that. I, I definitely love hearing that. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I always just say it's like indie folk. Um, my go-to for like comparisons is always like Hosier and Boney Bear, yeah. uh, Boney Bear, uh, especially cause uh, that's, that project is a lot of auto tune and everything as well. So that's yeah. kind of where I learned about it from, but yeah, put, putting, putting this in a category has been pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, kind of trivial in the end, but, um, yeah. at the same time, it's helpful, uh, for people listening or, sometimes for yourself as an artist because you know you want to be able to hop on bills with other similar bands and whatnot and kind of figure stuff out definitely yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's funny you know scoopski i guess he gets gets around a little bit i only just met oh, yeah. him, uh <laughs> recently he's kind of a, a funny dude he's got his little uh his character going <laughs> and then I, yeah he's, he's a cool guy I met him through uh, another band uh, called Bees with like an exclamation point. Oh uh, yeah, like, I love I love those guys. Yeah, I've got to meet someone who isn't, you know, kind of impressed by him. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I just checked out uh, the music video for Happiest, which I can uh, also link okay. to the podcast episode. Is there any uh, backstory? behind the song or the video or both yeah uh the song was you know the the record as a whole normal tension is like it's it's a continuation of the story that i started laying out in my first record foxtrot and um yeah it's almost a caricature of myself it's a it's you know loosely based on my actual life and so happiest was really a response to you know like moving on in life and realizing that you know shit gets fucked up sometimes but you've got to keep moving on and keep moving forward um because that's something i was dealing with a lot during the process of making this record is you know i kept having these days where all i could think about is the past and how great things used to be and just like how dissatisfied i had become with how life in the present time was um and then the video, I, uh, I played a show at the Bowery Electric in New York uh, a few weeks after the record came out. And my friend Drew Mayberry and his friend Nihar, they came out with me and followed me around New York for the day and just kind of, we went all around the city and they just kind of filmed me out before the show and during the show. And uh, they just yeah. kind of put together into a nice little video because uh, uh, Happiest wasn't even the lead single off the record. But, you know, once I dropped the full record, that's the one that really stuck with people, it seemed. And like, that one yeah. took off even right now like that's the biggest song on my spotify so once we saw that we were like all right like let's give them something let's do something for this song because it's it's clear that people like it <laughs> yeah it's funny i can't ever quite tell um do you find like writing from a character standpoint is something that like uh you prefer for a specific reason i mean i would jump to say like you know, it's more vulnerable probably to write from your direct experience, a little scarier, but I don't know. Like sometimes people have different reasons for doing different things. So I'm just curious, like if you've thought about that at all. Yeah. It, um, 
I, it gives it a lot of like a lot of maneuverability in what I'm allowed to say. You know, like, if I were to come out here and be like, "Oh, these songs are me," and then I put in like one or two details that isn't fully true, then you know, it's not going to feel as authentic. But if I come off the bat and I'm like, "Hey, like, you know, this is based on the real life, but it isn't exactly it," then I feel like it just gives people more room to connect with it too. Cause you know, I'm not talking at you. I'm not saying like, this is my life. Like listen to me talk about myself. This is just kind of like, you know, this is something that I've gone through that maybe someone else has too. And you know, that's really what it's all about. So, you know, by stepping into this character, I'm able to say these things that maybe, you know, in real life I'm too afraid to say, or don't have the words to say, but you know, this character of myself is able to say anything. It sounds like an alter ego for sure. It's your, uh, yeah. your, su- your super <laughs> superhero ego. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> I don't want to extrapolate too much, but maybe it's like the person you want to become. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> you never know. It's fun how you can sort of like work something into existence. You know, in the future. Yeah. Just by like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is music your, I guess, main form of art now? Um, but being that you mentioned you uh, are in art school, like, was there another, uh, like, discipline, maybe? A different genre of art you're into? Yeah, so uh, I'm actually in school for photography. Okay, and I've cool. been doing probably just about as long as I've been playing guitar. I've been uh, taking photos. Um, so I've, I've been in art school I went to like an art high school as well. So I'm in my eighth year pretty much of going to school, majoring in photography. And, um, gotcha. you know, lately I've been really looking at ways of combining them and doing like visual art and audio art at the same time. Yeah. Um, the for normal tension actually is like a piece that I made, um, you know, uh, this wonderful photographer, Alina Ortiz, she took the photo and then, you know, I went and scratched my face out, which is something that I've been experimenting a lot with in my photo work lately. So it was a nice little way to combine it. Um, but yeah, you know, I do photo a lot, but music seems to take up a lot of my time lately. And it's definitely gotten uh, more attention and more feedback than my photo work has. But I'm definitely not letting go of either one. And I'm, I, yeah. I let them flow together. You know, I'm not letting one take over my life too much because I'm, I'm passionate about both. And they both are special in their own way. No, that's cool. I uh, I've only started to begin dabbling in the uh, the video realm um, in the last like Hi. year or so, Hi. and uh, I've gotten super into the uh, the editing side. And then uh, nice. maybe, maybe only a few months ago, I got a camera because normally I kind of tag team some music videos with uh, my cousin who handle. He's mm. the super video camera. Uh, person like yourself and uh, super passionate about it so I've been learning from him and uh, I think you're setting yourself up well um, to have (laughs) both things going concurrently because if you're in the world of art or whatever this is circus um, it's good to be able to to outsource as little I think as possible Um, yeah for sure makes you more well-rounded and makes you save money man especially when people are trying to rip you off yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, that's cool. Um, uh, being that you're a full-time student, uh, you probably don't obviously work, but do you get uh, photo gigs or anything like that? 
Uh, here and there, but um, I actually do. I do work as well, so I have a, okay. a part-time job. My school for photo. Um, it's pretty rare these days, but every once in a while I'll do a photo gig and then my music. So I'm a, I'm a busy guy. I keep busy. There's always something on the schedule. Um, but yeah, the I used to do more photo gigs than I do now, um, especially just with what I enjoy creating photo-wise lately. I've been really into like fine artwork and things like that. And there's, yeah. you know, people buy the pieces once they're made, but there's not a huge market of people, especially to a college student saying like, oh, I have this idea. Can you make it? Um, so I, I kind of just, I'm in, I'm in my own little world. And then once I have the pieces, I push them out and hopefully people enjoy what they see. <laughs> is there, I know we're here to promote your music first, but is there a place that people might be able to find your, uh, photography yeah i actually uh just started a new photo page on instagram it's uh jv photographical um i also have a website for my photo that i'm building right now it's uh jackson vincent photography um but yeah as things go i'm populating both of those pages more and uh, i used to kind of just do one thing and have the photo work mixed in with my music but uh, yeah. now i'm trying to keep like not that I'm like, not that Keep it's two separated. different artists, but I'm trying to, yeah, make it easier to find, you know, people who are mm. concerned with just the photos have a place to go now. So yeah, they're out there. <laughs> you said it's JV photo. JV photographical. Photographical. Uh-huh. Yep. There's the scratched out face. Yep. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Some nice little avant-garde uh, style you got going, working on there. So that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, um, I guess you mentioned playing the show in Brooklyn. Um, how often do you get out in the city of Philly to play? Um, every now and then. Uh, lately, I've been having like anywhere from two to four gigs a month, but um. You know, I'm I'm definitely a lot more of a studio artist these days than a live one. But especially now with the addition of the band and everything, I'm looking to get into doing a lot more. But um, you know, I I just kind of keep it local for the most part. Uh, yeah. Uh, especially like especially like right now, like I have this record out, but it's like it just turned three months old now. Not that it's outdated or anything, but there's nothing that I'm really like super eager to get out there and introduce to people. You know. I um I've got like a smaller fan base now and I love them, but you know, anyone who's wanted to see me live, especially local, there's a good chance they've already come out and seen it. So I'm yeah. kinda like in a on the on the back burner now in terms of going out there and doing live stuff and I'm really trying to focus on like how am I gonna up the game for the next one and how am I gonna make it huge next time? Yeah. I mean I'm kinda curious with your sound in particular, I guess being uh, a little more electronic and all. I am not actually hip to how that works on stage other than like maybe like an Ableton or something. Do you have to like bring extra gear? This is more of like a musician nerd question, but you know, I think Uh, people Um, listening might appreciate it. Yeah. I I don't bring too much. So actually in the studio on this new record, all of that vocal stuff uh, for the most part, it was done live through, I have this little uh, processor. It's a Roland VT4. Okay. And so that has on there like uh, real time vocoding, harmonies, auto tunes, 
um, and even formant shifting. So especially in like happiest and youth, when I drop my voice down lower, um, it's all happening live through that box. So I bring it with me to shows and it's normally on like a stand to my right when I'm playing. So it all translates live. It's all happening yeah. uh, in the shows. All the auto tunes and vocal effects are there. And then uh, it's a, especially without the band for the last few sets, it's been a pretty sparse setup. You know, I have the vocal effects and then I just have my electric guitar through my amp and that's really it. It's one guitar and one actual voice with a few yeah. electronic voices behind it. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say you might be the first person in the indie well, maybe outside of rap uh to use it live that i've seen which is kind of crazy right. considering how many people i've seen play god knows where <laughs> open yeah. mics and shows and everything else i don't feel like i've seen that yet live and i noticed on your youtube channel obviously you got the music video but then you have uh, a few videos playing uh live you know in the studio yeah yeah uh, engineers hate it <laughs> engineers hate yeah. it when i pull up and i'm like uh like you know the guitar is simple and they see me like one guy shows up with the guitar and they're like oh it's gonna be easy night and i'm like well just wait till you hear my voice and know what i'm about yeah. to do to your speakers <laughs> yeah oh, that's cool though it gives you a, gives you a little edge gives you a little something that uh yeah, you know, yeah. people may not expect even if they haven't heard you before yeah. Um, so yeah, record is three months old, so you're probably not exactly throwing out any, uh, brand new stuff in the near future, but, um, any other, uh, backstories, I guess, that maybe, um, for the, the last record that maybe people would find um, interesting. We got your character. We we know that. Um, So, yeah, so the the first record when that came out, um, it's kind of funny looking back at it now because, you know, it was really based around this relationship that I was in at the time. And um, even the person I was with made that album art with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, two weeks after the record drops, everything hit the fan. And, you know, now we don't talk anymore. Like, they're gone from my life entirely. Wow. And so, you know, that's a that's a big it's a big shock when something like that happens, let alone like, you know, I just made this record with you there the whole time and now you're gone. Um, So I instantly, you know, got in, you know, I never take a break from writing, but you know, once this happened, I was like really, every song was starting to sound the same and there was a clear theme there. And I was like, all right, well, there's clearly something to be said here. So, um, you know, I just really got to work. I really started taking it and, especially with the reception of the record too, because at the same time that I was like wallowing in my misery at what had just happened, you know, people started to appreciate what I had already done. You know, the local record store, Repo Records was selling copies of the record and magazines were writing about it and everything. And this was the most recognition anything I've ever done had gotten. So at the same time that I'm feeling, you know, the most miserable I've felt in years, I'm also on the other hand, I'm the happiest I've ever been. So it was really a weird, it was a weird feeling for a few mm-hmm. months of, I, I just didn't know how to process anything. And, you know, that's kind of really, you know, that character came into play. And I was like, all right, well, you know, me in real life, I don't know how I'm feeling right now, but this guy, <laughs> this guy might know a little something. And so yeah. I, you know, kind of put on this hat of being this guy and, 
Check one, two. Um, yeah, there you are. We lost connection at the cool. about the point you were saying you put on a hat. And, okay. Uh, I don't know. It, and then I caught something about it being therapeutic. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, Go from there then. <laughs> I mean, I think I kind of um, got the gist of what you're saying, but yeah, you're. Maybe it's not a stretch to say like by sort of putting on the uh, the hat, you got a little extra confidence to maybe, you know, pursue it in a way that you wouldn't have before. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was this space that I was able to walk into and kind of, especially in person, especially when you go through something like that, there's a lot of things that even if I wanted to say I couldn't, you know, this person doesn't want to talk to me and all of that. So, you know, it's, it's this, it's this way for me to say these things that I can't have closure unless I say, so, you know, if, if the people who they're for won't listen, then maybe the rest of the world will, and they can agree with me on something. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, uh, were you writing at all prior to writing music? Like, anything in particular? Like a journal? Or is this uh, uh, basically new new ground in general, just to be you know, uh, not, catalog? Not so much, not so much journaling. Um, you know, I, I know in high school... I was you know, your typical edgy little artsy kid, so I would write like poems here and there, and they're all absolutely awful. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, this is kind of writing music is kind of really the only successful, so to say, like way of me putting words down into anything and having it not not be absolutely trash all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um... Yeah, I think uh, before I started writing lyrics, I uh, I like to write short stories about my friends oh, nice. and send them all and emails to people. <laughs> and it, it was just a stolen idea from uh, Tucker Max, if you ever heard of that guy. But um, I don't know. At a certain point, it was like, wait a minute. Like these, <laughs> I don't know if any of the short stories became songs, but it kind of became like an an idea that was sparked that was like, let's see if we can distill a short story even further into it's like bare bones. It's skeleton, which is just like lyrics, I guess, ultimately. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Just dumb stuff, you know, going Taco Bell (laughs) and whatever, but, uh, just something funny that would happen or anything. So, Um, yeah, but I feel like we pretty succinctly covered or efficiently covered, uh, all your stuff. I mean, between, uh, music, photography, uh, playing shows, going to school, working, um, <laughs> that was, that was a little bit faster probably than we normally, or I normally get to it all. Um, <laughs> but, uh, is there anything in particular that maybe like, I don't know. I glazed over or that's something you wanted to mention that's uh um, no, I mean I feel like that's most of it I uh yeah I think the the main thing that there is is like uh the main thing that I really try to get across is that like take it to heart in the sense of like relate to the stuff but don't take it to heart in the sense of like you know this is a one-to-one representation of yeah. somebody's life you know 
and um, especially the sound thing. The sound thing is uh, something maybe I can discuss a little more. Um, yeah. You know, because of the challenge of finding a genre for it, uh, it's you know I started calling it uh, music for ghosts, and that's something that it, it started to stick, and people people start to recognize it now. The whole thing is ghosts. All of the merch now is ghosts. Um, but you know, there's this uh, there's this film called A Ghost Story, and yeah. that's that's really where the idea comes from. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's like it's almost a silent film. You know, there's like maybe two whole minutes of dialogue in this whole thing, but it, yeah. it really just follows like a sheet ghost watching the world around him change after he's left it, and you know, he's nice. watching the things he loved, you know, start to change now that he's not there, and you know that's. That really hit me. You know, I remember watching that movie for the first time, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, I don't know how I feel right now, but I'm feeling something. <laughs> and you know, it's a, it's a film that I revisit all the time. And so, you know, as I started really finding my sound as a musician, you know, I, I kept thinking of like, you know, what if this song was in the background of that film or something? Like, something yeah. about like, you know, all the layerings and you know, I always say like, if it's not drowning in reverb, I don't want it on my track. You know, <laughs> plenty of reverb and everything. So yeah. I really, uh, I really, uh, you know, connected to that. So, you know, that's my whole thing now, especially with like all the voices and everything going on in the songs, like something about it is just really like earthy and ghostly. So, you know, I call it music for ghosts and, yeah. you know, it's just kind of, it's become my thing now. It's my whole, my whole branding, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, also tis the season. Halloween. It's right around the corner. Yeah. Maybe missed the opportunity for a little, little show there or something. I don't know. But, uh, I'm I'm always a few steps ahead, so I'm I've already got ideas for next year. But this Halloween, I might be laying low. But next Halloween, it's it's gonna yeah. go crazy. I can tell you that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, definitely send me the link to that movie. Um, I just for sent sure. you a, a link to another one that I learned about. Um, talking to people on this, it's called Butterfly Kisses. And uh, it was just made by like a, f- <clears throat> a film student around here, and it's uh, it's pretty fun actually. Um, uh, you might be into it, you might not. I don't know, but cool. I'll check it out. Check it out. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been cool talking to you. Um, if you want to hang out, uh, we'll be there next week. I guess I'll be playing a show, like I said, over at the at the Grape Room. With uh, I don't think Scoops he's on the bill, but I think Bees is, and okay. um, tight, tight. some other people. Uh, could even shoot photos oh. or something if you wanted, but whatever. Sick. Yeah, <laughs> um, awesome. I'll definitely I'll see if I can make it out. I'll, I'll try and get there. Cool. Um, I'll try to get this out potentially next week. It should be sure. possible. So. Um, well, last thing, I guess, is just to confirm that you probably want happy, happiest, um, the song on this episode. And if so, I could potentially add another one as well if you wanted, but, um, totally up to you. Um, yeah, definitely happiest. And then, uh, I guess if there's room, uh, Roving Soul is the the lead single. So if you okay. want to tack that one in there, if there's room for it. Yeah. Shouldn't be a problem. I usually put one <laughs> on the front of the episode and one at the end. So sweet, sweet. Cool. 
Well, hopefully uh, your friends, family, frenemies, whoever, get uh, get a kick out of this, get a little insight behind the music here. So. Sick, yeah. It was a great time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll be in touch. Sweet. All cool. right, dude. Have a good uh, Thanks, rest man. of your day. Thanks, you too. Thanks for meeting. Yeah, man. See you. I'm, I'm sorry, Jack, but, Jack, but look at it this way. You just haven't been around enough to know what love really is. I don't want to die. So, yeah, I just want to thank Jackson for coming on the show. And thank you for listening. If you made it this far, the song that you're hearing in the background is called Roving Soul. See you next week.